Okay, people, welcome to Ask the ARB Microcast. Helping homeowners, developers, and architects get your planning back on track by demystifying tree surveys. Your host is Matt Harmsworth, so sit back and relax and let us help you get your planning back on track. Hi folks, it's Matt here from the Ask the Arb podcast. Before we get stuck into today's podcast, I'd just like to ask you a favour. If you've ever got any value from this podcast, you could do us a massive favour by going to wherever you get your podcast from and subscribing to the show and leaving us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at go-rover, and that would be fantastic. So let's jump right into today's. So folks, today I'd like to talk about something that just keeps on coming up here in the office, and this episode is a bit of a gap filler really. Uh, We've got some exciting guests coming up on the podcast over the uh, next month or so. So we've got a few of these that I just want to put out there, because let's face it, as we slide into the new year, we're getting more and more queries coming in as the survey season starts to kick off and uh, there's a few topics that just keep coming up over and over again. So today I wanted to talk about why a large percentage of projects never really get off the blocks due to planning conditions and, and how you can avoid this trap. So a planning condition essentially in relation to a borer culture is a way for the local planning authority to ensure that you have protection measures in place that are going to ensure that trees are protected throughout the development phase. And the problem is with this is when we see this planning application, uh, sorry, this planning condition being applied, is that there are several steps that have been missed out. And that kind of got me got me thinking because I was running through this with a, a new, we've had a new arboricultural consultant start with us here at, uh, at, at Rover just last week Alex and uh, we were just running through likely kind of scenarios and and things that pop up over and over again and uh, it just made me think that really I need to run through this with him and talk to him about how it how it should really happen so a typical kind of scenario we get here at the office is that we get an inquiry come in and it'll say something along the lines of uh, great news I've had my planning awarded and I just need a tree protection plan to discharge this planning condition. Can you give me a price for a simple tree protection plan? Well, unfortunately, in this case, Bob failed to understand it's not really uh, a simple tree protection plan or TPP. It's a little bit more detailed than that because if you follow this through logically, we obviously can't produce a tree protection plan without having baseline data on the trees on the site. Now, occasionally we get someone come to us that has had a tree survey and an impact assessment done prior to their planning being awarded, but for whatever reason they've decided not to go back to their original arboricultural consultant. Either they've disappeared into the mists of time or they're not interested in the project. So what happens is they get this get this planning condition applied. We get them to send it across to us and you have a look at it and it normally includes things like tree survey, impact assessment and the method statement. So if you're in the position where you have had a planning condition applied to your project for the production of an arboricultural method statement and a tree protection plan, then what needs to happen is 
the tree consultant needs to come out to site and capture that baseline tree data. They then need to cross-reference that with your proposals to see whether there's any conflict. Now, it's at this point that we can suddenly start creating all sorts of problems for you because this part of it, the cross-referencing with the tree data on the tree constraints plan and your proposal should really be done pre-planning. It should be done before it goes in. Um, because then if there's any issues we can we can obviously discuss that with you and come up with solutions but if you've got a planning condition on there for a, a boricultural method statement then essentially what needs to happen is we've got to capture that data cross-reference it with the proposals now if we find that the root protection area for instance of a tree is conflicting with your proposals then there's only a few ways to deal with that one is remove the tree which might not be possible if it's protected by a TPO or it's a particularly high quality tree. The second option is that um, you look at using bridge foundations or special construction techniques. And the problem is with that is that obviously at this stage, you've probably already got very, very detailed plans. You've got your builder in place, you've got your materials lined up, etc. And then we come in and say, well, your foundation design is un unbuildable. We can't demonstrate to the local planning authority you're not going to protect the trees unless uh, you have this specific kind of uh, foundation design. So today I would have you consider the possibility that if you're in the early stages of a project at the moment, um, if you're just casting around for quotes at the moment for tree surveys and you're looking for somebody to support you, then please, please, please make sure you get the tree survey done early on so that you can avoid this little trap later on whereby your tree protection plan, the boricultural method statement is done after planning award and uh, has been awarded and then you've got all the pain, all the issues uh, and of course the other thing to bear in mind is that it's not really just a, just a simple plan. Within the aboricultural method statement is a whole suite of uh, supervision with your aboricultural clerk at work. So somebody like us will come out to site, have a pre-start meeting with your builder, make sure all the tree protection measures are in place, and then that has to be signed off by the local authority. And um, those visits, there's normally probably three to four visits on a, on an average kind of homeowner application. Obviously, a lot more on bigger bigger schemes, and uh, you need to be aware of that. You've also got to think about um, the potential for tree protection fencing so there's the additional costs of that and also ground protection measures if tree protection fencing isn't isn't feasible so please 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 remember trees first not last make sure uh, you get your tree stuff boxed off early in the development process so that is all for me today thanks a lot for listening to the rcr microcast remember if you've ever had any value whatsoever from this podcast you could do me a massive favor by heading over to wherever you get your podcasts and leaving us a review thanks a lot for listening to the show and i will speak to you on the next one cheers bye you've been listening to ask the arb your host was matt harmsworth to get your planning back on track, the next logical step is to go to www.go-roavr.co.uk right now and get your instant quote today.